Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, and once again, sent by the Oscar Committee, Brian. As always, I'm joined by the wonderful Darcy. And one day I will get that Oscar. I'm just bound and determined. I want an EGOT, you know just <laughs> let's let's go let's go let's go whole hog and let's try to get we'll get all five awards well, if we get that egot we will definitely have gotten the oscar obviously yes definitely a, right. t- a tony would be nice though it would be definitely i can't that's, that's a fancy one yes you don't have to sing to get a tony that's true you have to just be able to act and so I, I can only act suspicious <laughs> that's the only I, act. I did I did act in high school so nice. I, I could do stage maybe Very maybe cool. I, I worked backstage throughout a high school so maybe I that could work for me too for a time yeah yeah you could get it for stage work I could be the best best boy ever there you go <laughs> yes all right well um so this is our final episode for sports month as well as our season finale and uh, we will be talking about uh, Chihaya Furu, Volumes 1 and 2, Black Moon, Ultra Mega, and a special segment for the season finale. So since we have a jam-packed show this week, uh, we are going to skip the news section and head directly to the quick hits, where each of us recommend a book or anything comic-related that has piqued our interest recently. Uh, Darcy, what are you hitting quickly this week? I am hitting quickly. Um, I said last week when I talked about uh, African comics or African artists, rather, I talked about um, maybe covering some comics from Africa. And I said, oh, I'll look into that. Well, I looked into it. Uh, And I came up with uh, this sort of independent uh, comic republic, which a couple of people have covered. and I looked at specifically um, a couple of them, but one that had recently updated uh, was Tatashi, uh, which is written by Cassandra Mark and has art by uh, uh, several people. It depends on whether it's issue one or issue two. So it's like a whole host of people, but Cassandra Mark is the writer and kind of has held through both issues and over like both years that this has been going um but the art is fabulous in all issues and through all of the artists and colors that have been working on it but basically you have this a uh, girl tatashi is uh, uh, a word for i'm not sure if it's like a slang word or the actual uh like use word for um uh, like a bell pepper kind of thing uh and so it, it's the red pepper for her hair and everyone in the comics kind of named for food so i kind of loved it because it was kind of all food related and all of the comics in comic republic are kind of uh regional myth related and this one specifically was connected a lot to food and had kind of like uh fairy tale fable vibes to it so she is sent out for sort of a feast day uh you need to go like her family sends her out to the market to go gather food up So she goes shopping and she has kind of this list of food she needs to gather and she goes out and 
like in volume or issue one, uh, it's kind of a little, the art's a little bit more kind of, I don't want to say fun because the art in both issues is fun, but it's, it's a little more silly almost. Like you've got uh, manga characters that pop up in the background. Uh, some of the buildings look like popcorn buckets and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more silly almost, but very fun, very interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, and she's going around, she's buying stuff and her eyes get kind of drawn to this vendor who's selling uh, rainbow corn. Um, and she like really wants it so bad. And this girl comes up and says, okay, rainbow corn, that's like four months out of season. He's totally trying to scam you. Don't buy that. And she's so excited that, you know, she's being saved money. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, oh no, it turns out this girl is a runaway princess, uh, trying to hide. She's accidentally pulled down her, uh, her scarf that she had around her mouth and now these guards are coming after her and we kind of roll into issue two uh, where Tatashi and the princess are uh, like they go into this secret forest that you shouldn't go into that are um, like there's <laughs> these crazy um, uh, uh, like sentient trees kind of they like eat some of the fruit and the trees start chasing them uh it's really interesting and very fable based and a lot of it is local and regional and probably has like way more into it than I understood because I don't understand a lot of the regional stuff but because it is fable based and because fables all have like this core to them like no matter whose fables you pull from like fables have like this core understanding of magic and uh, interests that every culture has um so they're fun and it's it's I don't know I really really enjoyed it the art was silly and uh, clever and uh the colors were very vibrant a lot of reds a lot of blues a lot of greens uh that were very pretty to look at and very kind of fun uh just to play with as you go page to page there was a difference in art style uh, issue one to issue two because the artist did change uh but if you're like going through the catalog for comics republic or comic republic um, there's a lot of familiarity there because it's kind of like a family of creators. Uh, so you'll see, you'll begin to become familiar with who you're reading and who you're looking at. So it's a cool website. And I think Tatashi so far has been my favorite among them. Uh, but like, I really liked Black Moon uh, was another one, had a same artist as one of the one of the group of artists in Tatashi. So yeah, I, I really liked it. It's something worth looking at. No, Tatashi sounds like something way up my alley. And it's amazing how universal those those themes are that you were just saying with the fables. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a princess running away from uh, like a, a arranged marriage kind of situation. She hooks up accidentally with this other girl and they end up in a magical forest. That's very typical kind of fantasy stuff. It's just kind of the the set dressing that's regional that you don't necessarily that's not necessarily familiar to you um but yeah i i really really liked it 
that sounds really cool and and yeah um i've never heard of um of comic republic before and i definitely need to to check them out because it sounds like there's some good stuff there it's all digital all online I, i'm not sure if i couldn't quite tell I, I don't know if i was looking in the wrong place i couldn't quite tell if there was like physical uh, alternatives to it like if you could get it in physical distribution but it's online looked completely free to read to me like i was never charged when i was going through it um so it's it's kind of like it's it looks like a physical comic format like if you were reading on comiXology uh, but it reads like um as far as the system goes uh, a web comic so sounds very accessible then it, sounds really yeah cool. yeah it, it was a very accessible system no totally i will have to check that out after we uh, finish recording here because that sounds amazing yeah well i have something this sound as amazing as that but it's my quick hit and i did enjoy it don't get me wrong um it is um ultra mega and uh writing and art credits to uh, james heron uh colors by the incredible dave stewart and letters by russ wooten uh, and it was published by image slash skybound comics um and uh heron um you might have heard the name before he's been around like a lot of the Nolaverse stuff like Avesapian. He also was the uh, co-creator of Rumble and uh, you can see a lot of Rumble in this book in Ultra Mega. So if you're a fan of that art style from the uh, the first uh, story arcs of uh, Rumble, because I know that he's not in the later ones, um, then this is definitely something to check out. Uh, colors are definitely very vibrant, very amazing, um, very just some 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 really nice character designs, some really great monsters in here. But I guess I should uh, talk about what it's about. <laughs> so, well, um, at first I was kind of put off because it's a it's a book about a virus, but and that's kind of hitting close to home lately. Uh, however, um, this was about a virus that causes people to turn into giant kaiju esque monsters. Uh, so. But then there are a chosen few by this uh, kind of alien eyeball, essentially, that uh, has chosen to be the protectors of humanity um, that turn into kind of like the Ultraman slash like Tatsunoko style uh, hero that can get really big and then fight these and wrestle these like giant kaiju uh, to the ground. So um, it has a lot of roots in, you know, the Tatsunoko slash kaiju uh, stories definitely can um a lot, lot of love and appreciation there for for those stories in here um it has more of a western feel i think because this comic is kind of gross <laughs> it has it's it's kind of um there there is there's a lot of um like gore in this book but the gore the way it's drawn it's not offensive or it's not like disgusting i don't like gore in general but this is so stylized that it was just like oh that's kind of cool you know like i can totally see it i think it's kind of like where it's so fake and ridiculous that it's doesn't bother me you know like it's kind of like kill bill volume one where that or like the and the old like Hong Kong flicks where the the blood and gore were so fake that it's like eh who cares like that's just fun you know like let's not get realism there so um, the 
art has a very kind of like um like jagged edge to it it's very kind of like graffiti style almost to a sense and i i I like i like it It definitely works with the story um and and i would definitely you know kind of want to go forward uh this issue is just so you guys know if you want to check it out is actually 66 pages and the price reflects that it's about it's it's like between seven or eight dollars if i remember correctly so it's about the price of two comics and it's the size of two comics so but you know if, if any of this sounds interesting i definitely recommend checking it out so the westernness of it's kind of the fact that it's got realism to it yeah or like just more gore like because you don't see a lot at least in like tatsunoko and like and like kaiju there's not like blood and guts and traditional visceral traditionally and so that's where i kind of get the western feel to it i know Mm -hmm. like when you're talking about other like um, east asian like cinema and stuff like that that stuff is there right but in that in that particular genre it's definitely not really that prevalent right so all right it is time for our main course this week, uh, which is uh, Chihaya Furu, Volumes 1 and 2, by Yuki Suetsugu, published by Kondansha Comics. Okay, this was Darcy's Choice, so uh, can you give us a quick summary and let us know why you picked this uh, for this week? Okay, uh, Chihaya Furu is a, uh, again, we're in sports month, uh, and Chihaya Furu is a sports comic technically uh this is um it's kind of a non-traditional sport uh in that uh do you think chess is a sport yes technically (laughs) so this is kind of like one of those kind of sports uh when i watched queen's gambit like this was the first thing i thought of uh like when errata uh does uh uh when he's sitting on his knees and playing by himself with no cards with his glasses off um and just like throwing cards by himself like that made me think immediately when i saw queen's gambit and she's playing on the ceiling with with no chess pieces and you know she's just playing in her mind like that's that same thing so um i i think that there is kind of a similarity there. This could possibly come back into popularity. It has this sort of familiarity for people. Some people aren't necessarily going to see it as a sports comic, but it 100% is a sports comic. So this is my unfamiliar sports comic. Uh, The sport is Karada, which is a card game that's played almost exclusively in Japan. It would kind of have to be uh, because it is played uh, by uh, it's it's played by laying out uh, 50 cards, which have halves of uh, Japanese poems on them. Uh, Two players play across from each other, uh, 25 and 25 cards. A uh, speaker stands and chants the first half of 100 poems, which are kind of part of a poetic set. Uh, And if part of that 
first part of that poem is read, kind of like the game memory we play as children. If you hear part of a poem being read that you see on the board that you know is on the board, you kind of toss that card off. The first one to toss that card off gets that card. And sort of the fastest one to clear the floor wins the game. There's all sorts of little rules. For example, you can uh, get a fault if you touch a card that's not what's being called um, on someone else's side, on your opponent's side. Uh, a card can be passed from one side to another. Um, that means that if like, for example, you have a what and a where card right next to each other, uh, you could push off both of those cards and technically get your card called and it's good. Uh, so if you fault, however, you could move those cards apart from one another and it's no longer easy to push both of those cards and get a good called. Uh, so there's all sorts of strategy involved in this as well. Uh, so it's kind of like, do you have good hearing? Do you have good instincts? Uh, if you've ever watched it played for real, which I have, uh, I've watched several of the Queens matches, I've watched several student matches, and it's this really sort of stressful game where you kind of sit on your knees and you listen, because there's a hundred poems, but you only have 50 poems being played at any time, so it's a lot of sit and wait, and you jump forward and wait, there's no card, it's not the card being played, and so it's this very anxious game where you kind of store up a lot of energy and move forward and store up a lot of energy and move forward. So it's this really interesting game that's high energy, but very measured at the same time. It requires a lot of memory. I like it a lot. It's a fun game. It's a fun sport. And the story itself in the comic starts off with three children, um, one of which is a transfer student uh, named Arada. He comes into Tokyo. He's poor. He's from the country. Uh, and he gets bullied by a boy named Taichi, who is very rich and very talented at everything. And he gets protected by a girl named Chihaya, uh, who is has kind of no dreams. They're all 10 years old and they all kind of learn to love karate together. Uh, Arata, his grandfather is a master of the game. He's always dreamed of growing up to become a master. He teaches Jahaya to love it. Taichi kind of comes in almost by accident because he wants to be the best at everything and kind of is upset that he's not the best and wants to show Chihaya that he can be as good. Um, and he kind of learns to be a better person because of this. And then by the end of volume one, um, they kind of all go their separate ways. You think for a second, oh, they're gonna grow up together doing this sport together, but Arada's grandpa gets ill, and so he has to go back home to the country. Taichi gets accepted into a really good 
um, middle school. And so he goes off to a really good middle school and Shahaya just goes to kind of a normal middle school and they split up and you have a time jump. After that, uh, Tai Chi and um, Chihaya end up at the same high school and Arata, his grandfather ends up dead. Um, dead the same day that Arata makes class A and Chihaya also makes class A, uh, but Arata quits. Chihaya does not and Tai Chi and Chihaya go back to uh, the country to try to get him to rejoin. Um, at the same time, Tai Chi and Chihaya are trying to start a club in their school and they manage to get uh, at least one person before the end of volume one. And that person is a girl named Kana who isn't a huge um, karate player. She just likes the poetry. Uh, she, her family is uh, deals in kimonos uh, and she is a huge fan of the poetry and she gets uh, Chihaya more into the poetry of it, not just the sport of it. And that's the end of volumes one and two. Very, very nice. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was definitely a good, nice, brisk read, and um, and I, one of the first things I wanted to bring up, and one of the first things I noticed when we talked about our um, the comic last week, which was Fence, um, you had talked about the 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 asshole characters, and and like how like like sports manga usually doesn't have that type of character or if they do it's it's definitely a different light and i instantly saw that with tai chi tai chi's your asshole character yes, yes. and and i was like oh oh he's gonna be the bully when I mean, he steals arata's uh glasses and someone who is absolutely blind without their glasses i definitely felt arata's pain there however like yeah you're right he he, he comes around he he actually is a a pretty you know better and stand-up person plus you also find out kind of why he's the way he is is because of the of the pressure that his parents are giving like they're essentially number two is not good enough you have to be number one at everything you possibly do in that family and so i can totally see especially in elementary kids you know if they're putting that pressure on them they don't know how to handle that pressure they don't have the maturity to handle that pressure so they're gonna be they're gonna be dicks that's just the way it is and so i and, and it comes out of it so fast he does and that's what i liked about it so much was that that he definitely wasn't it, it wasn't a constant like is he gonna finally turn face from being a heel or you know he was a heel for a second and then he became a face to use i guess we use wrestling terms um you know he became he became pretty pretty nice and and i liked the the friendship moments between him and arata even though they kind of had to do with um chihaya um mm. you know, even when she wasn't there but like you could kind of you could definitely see the friendship that that the three kind of create even though they all three have very distinct and different personalities and definitely personalities that you wouldn't sometimes see meshing well with each other you but the 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 relationship portrayed is definitely realistic and it, and it felt nice to read yeah they i i agree they have a really good friendship uh the kind of the sad thing is that erotic 
goes away and kind of stays away for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he kind of disappears for a while and kind of only pops up distantly. And I like Tai Chi. I like Tai Chi a lot. And I like the team that they form in Tokyo, but I miss him. <laughs> no, I, I totally. And I mean, he's like the quiet nerdy guy you know like mm-hmm. I, i'm, I'm always... well, they get they do get quiet nerdy guys back that's yeah. nice yeah. yeah later on that's good and and um and i okay so something similar to um the the first book we wrote we read this season um princess jellyfish mm-hmm. uh so chihaya she's criticized by her behavior by like everybody because she mm-hmm. doesn't act like a like a the way a woman should act in in japanese culture and Mm. i and i and it was kind of nice to see that theme again and it's funny too because um those things that are against japanese culture is actually what makes those characters endearing in my opinion like the main character from princess jellyfish and chihaya they're their own people and they really don't care about like what society thinks about them and and it's and they're very pleasant and very much their own yeah like their own person they're not a follower essentially and i don't think that's even just japanese culture i mean she's got the oh. short hair she's wearing long shorts she's she, i mean she would get that in america too she would get oh you look like a boy because she's very much rocking the gender neutral look yes and i love the androgynous look that i always have i'm all, all for it and so and i love like when she has to wear her skirt for um for for the, the high school she's in she's she ends up wearing her track pants underneath her skirt which which is just great i just thought that was fun yeah she's kind of a very practical person which makes her quite amusing i like yeah. her a lot yes no and there's a lot of sweetness in in her as well as the other two characters and um and that's i literally i i like reading about friendships and and that's what was like a very much a nice thing about this book um now as for the sport and i do i agree i i actually consider it a sport because it there seems there's there it's definitely take some talent and it takes some training it's it's a sport you know and it's it's yeah yeah, absolutely it's a competitive sport it just as much as like esports can be a sport this can be sports chess i i do agree sport you know yeah just because you're not running around chasing a ball doesn't mean it's not a sport that's just that's our just our western stereotype of sports so um i i would have to say that um Actually, I want I want to check out karate. They, it looks like a great, fun, fun sport. I I kind of glossed over the the palms that were being said because they um you know like like I, I kind of got the gist of what they were about and everything. But uh, there's definitely like the 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 themes are very interesting in what what, what are being said. And I think I've kind of felt like the way uh, Chihaya kind of felt where it was, it was more about like the tone and like what the sounds that were being made at first. But then when they get the new uh, person that's interested in, uh, in joining the club and she's really into the poetry, um, it kind of, I also kind of had that moment where I kind of wanted to go back and read those poems because I'm like, 
oh, I'm kind of doing a disservice to the basis of the sport, which is poetry, you know, <laughs> like by not really reading these. Yeah, I think, I'm, I mean, I think that's probably, I mean, I can't say, I don't know anything about the sport or the people who play it, but I think that's probably what you're meant to do early on because it, it the way it's written they do pay attention to like the primary sounds in the poems there's so much attention paid to chihaya's ability to recognize that initial sound and then it just kind of stops with that initial syllable or those initial two syllables. Uh, so a lot of times, or at least a good number of times, the rest of the poem isn't even given because um, the rest of the poem isn't even important. Um, but I, I would actually, this is one of those, I'm a huge manga over anime person, like 99% of the time, but this is one of those I actually do recommend the um, anime on mm -hmm. just because you get to hear them do the poetry and it's a chanted poetry, not uh, like, I mean, it's spoken, but it's not sentence. It's not done in like it, it's it's more like ballad poetry where you have the intonations very important so it's very kind of beautiful to listen to them actually play that sounds actually yeah really cool i and i kind of got the vibe because there was a part where tai chi was going to be calling out a match and and he was really terrible at the at the chanting and mm -hmm. like that was like a really another like kind of a cute moment towards the end um yeah i um I for some reason when 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 this when you recommended this, I thought there was only two volumes of this, and I was really excited to see that there's a lot more <laughs> than two volumes, and this continues. Um, is there any other time jumps going forward, or is this the one? Is this where kind of we're staying them in high school? For the most part, they're. I'm pretty sure they're just in high school. Okay. You know, it's been a long time since I've read the ending think there's another time jump i think there's just an high school but i mean that works too because i i can totally the the kind of the prologue to the stories when they're kids and this is the yeah. main the main meat of the story and and i and i like kind of like how things are kind of the chess pieces you know in a sense are set up in this <laughs> you know like i like the fact that um tai chi kind of has a girlfriend and is kind of distracted about everything and um and um chihaya it's kind of like where you would imagine arata should have been essentially when it comes to to the uh to karata you know you you would you, you would think that that arata was there but of course i could totally understand the person who taught him how to play the game passes away and he's not there for him when because he's he's winning a tournament and i can see how that especially when you're a teenager could totally just dampen any enjoyment you have for for that sport or for the game and he was your god of mm -hmm. that sport like he was everything to you about that sport exactly yeah so that was definitely um, kind of a, a very sad but definitely kind of very heartfelt moment as well which 
was a lot of fun. I mean, not, I mean, it wasn't fun, but it's just entertaining. Um, entertaining, yeah, I guess is a better word. I say a lot of fun a lot. I try not to, because a lot of times when I say it, it's not fun, it's just like you said, it's entertaining. Fun in an entertaining way, but sad or fun in a sad way. You know, angst yeah. can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Um, so one thing you had mentioned before we read this uh, was the info dumps. And um there definitely are some exposition like yes. moments in here i i actually wasn't too bothered by them um probably because of the, i had such a good in, like an interest in the sport and i was and i was coming as a complete 100 outsider to the sport mm. that that like the exposition was interesting to me and it wasn't like i was reading exposition about how to play hockey or baseball or something i know how to play where i'm just like yeah yeah i know you pitch the ball you hit the ball you know? it's like <laughs> no this 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 was like completely alien to me and this so i was like and 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 what and the thing is is the exposition happens not right away it happens after they play a few rounds so now True. you you piqued my interest i like okay i want to know what the hell you're doing because all i see is that people are yelling at each other and they're throwing cards into walls <laughs> like i want to know why you're doing that and it, yeah. it 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 is and rereading it you know i i thought that when i said it to you and it still does rereading it it does bother me a little bit but rereading it again it wasn't as bad as I remembered because like it doesn't dump everything like the faults. You don't get to the faults and everything until you bring on like the two baby members, as I'll call them, Kana and oh, what's the glasses kid's name? Why am I going to forget the glasses kid's name? I don't think he's uh, introduced sumo, uh, sumo or something like that. Sutomo, I think it's Sutomo. Um, no, he's not introduced. He's okay. introduced later, uh, after after Kana and after uh, one of the kids, uh, uh, the kid that they played, um, they played when they were little, mm -hmm. that ate the meat bun, and they called him Meat Bun or whatever. Yes, uh, Nishida. He comes back. He's in their high school, and ah. he comes back, and they play with him again. Uh, he joins the team. Yes. So that makes up their five members. Okay. But yeah, they, they get two members who are completely brand new. And when those two members come on, um, they're able to teach them. And I think that works better than the info dumps because it's actually like an educational thing and it goes a little bit slower and it's a little bit more like drawn out. Exactly. Um, but the info dump at the beginning does help a little bit for anyone who doesn't have any familiarity at all with the sport yeah definitely yep. which definitely was me so <laughs> it, yeah it, like like they say at the very beginning like it's it's a sport that's pretty much just played in japan and if it's played outside of japan that's probably played by like japanese expats because to play this you pretty much have to be fluent like listening in and reading japanese i i can't imagine how you would do it otherwise no totally I, even if it was in english it seems so difficult it does seem so difficult i i suck at memorizing things yes. <laughs> and, and so so yeah it, i i definitely sympathize with chihaya when she was like oh i only know about 50 of these these cards out of 100 it's like yeah i could probably only know 25 so i totally understand that but that's yeah it was pretty cool i i liked it um it um it had 
it has some fun since you know like bits of humor that like i've seen before in other mangas like the the kind of the, the joke like setups and everything but they really worked here like they were they were they were funny and um i actually caught myself laughing out loud a little bit which doesn't happen often when i'm reading so yeah it's uh they're able to play with humor quite well i think uh like you said nothing out of the ordinary a lot of it is you know your typical high school slice of life kind of uh humor uh some of it's very very kind of basic Mm -hmm. bullcrap kind of stuff uh but it's written well you know, it's it's paneled well, where panel to panel goes, the punchlines put in there very, very well so that it is funny. It's not a new joke, but it's a well-timed joke. The pacing's good. So, yeah, shout out to the uh, to the translator on that. You know, like, definitely. Yeah. And I can see, I, I was paying very close attention to the placement of the of the bubbles and like, and how there were some some bubbles that were obviously made for a lot smaller words in, in Japanese. That, and so a lot of, a lot of uh, well-placed hyphens were used. And I was, I, you know, it, it, it like, it threw me off at first, but like, it's going to throw off anyone at first. <laughs> so The exposition one was bad. It, it yes. fell out of the bubble. That one was not well done yeah there were when i started reading this i started reading it from fan translations and it was like uh they did a little bit better at the very beginning but they they fell into it and uh this was actually i think pretty well done no because because yeah there are a lot of really skinny word bubbles in this yeah like more so than i'm than i'm used to well you know it's in in, uh straight top to bottom language so they're going to be fairly thin yeah. word bubbles in a lot of places but uh, a lot of times they do redraw and it didn't look like there was much redrawing here no definitely it, it seems very true to the uh, to the original source hmm. yeah. okay. but, um, so the couple things well one what the one way criti- criticisms like and really my only criticism system of the book that I have is that the it was kind of repetitive in places where mm. I knew where we were going and it took a little bit of time to get there than I, I was expecting. And so yes. it kind of drug a little bit, but um, you know, I mean, I but the, that's a, a small complaint. It's not, it was still a lot of fun to read. Yeah, no, I that's very true, I think, for me with uh sports manga shonen manga anything like that where you know you take 20 volumes just to power up kind of thing mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing with uh sports manga you kind of have an idea of who's going to win any round we could move just a little bit faster on a thing that is often the case um I think one of the my criticisms would be having actually watched um, rounds, like in in real life, uh, watch the sport. And I haven't like actually gone in real life. Having watched it on YouTube, watched real life people play it. Uh, there's a lot more quiet time, 
quote unquote, me saying quiet time. There's a lot more not actually throwing cards mm-hmm. um, because there are a hundred cards being read by the speaker and only 50 cards on the floor. And the uh, manga makes you believe that every time a card is read, you move. And when I was just reading the manga like years and years ago, I didn't quite get that idea that there was so much time that unless um, you were always pulling a card or most of your cards were coming at the beginning of the reading, um, you would finish early. Like people who were standing up and leaving early like later on when they go to tournaments, some people finish really early and that's if your opponent's really good and is pulling all of their cards or if all your cards are coming at the beginning of the reading. So I had some misunderstanding of that the first time I read uh, and like that whole downtime idea, uh, I don't think was well translated. Yeah, um, I, I thought there was absolutely no downtime when I first read it. And it wasn't until I think towards it, the end of volume two, there was an exposition dump that actually says like, that says just that, that there's a hundred cards and only 50 are played. And I'll, and even then I was like, what, did they only read 50 cards then? Or mm. yeah, yeah, like, like there was that, still a kind of question. That's what I thought. Yeah. And so, so that definitely that, yeah, the, the downtime and like the kind of the anticipation that I'm assuming that downtime kind of creates, you know, where they're obviously still calling out cards and they're, and the players are still like ferociously looking at the cards to make sure that, that, that that's one of those, those, uh, the one playable quotes, you know, so, so there's still tension there, but, but like, you don't see that in the book and in in the the manga, definitely. If you, watch like the annual queens match which is the match between the two highest female players Mm -hmm. um it's two hours long and like so much of it is them like going for a card and then like just barely not hitting it and slapping the floor next to them (laughs) and then like pulling back and like slapping their thighs like in straight up anxiety like it's going okay i didn't hit the card so i don't have a fault so i don't have to move a card and i don't get a card moved at me okay 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 and so there's just like this built up tension to just like explode with movement the whole time and people are just like slapping Mm -hmm. and that whole thing that Chihaya is doing constantly like practicing in the air like slapping cards slapping invisible cards they do like they're just sitting there doing it's fascinating I love watching it like on YouTube Uh, or the team matches the high school team matches are pretty fun to watch I have to definitely check that out on YouTube because that sounds really cool. And it kind of reminds me, this is really stupid. <laughs> but so Animal Crossing, the game, mm. when you're when you're fishing, um, you put out your lure and the fish comes and it it kind of plays with the 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 fish, the bait. And it's not until there's a certain distinct sound and motion 
where you're supposed to press the button to fish and and you'll know when that's going to happen it can happen instantly it can happen like 45 seconds after you throw the lure so it's the same thing it's just like you're waiting and you're waiting and i ended up actually closing my eyes when i fish and only listening to the sound because if i'm watching it i want to press that button every time the fish comes towards the lure you know so i can just imagine playing the game and you hear a syllable that's similar to what you're you're kind of you know to a card and you want to just slap that card asap because you want to win but if the that poem does not even relate to your game at the time so I can totally see the frustration and and slamming your hand against the ground or or uh, or against yourself because you don't want to take a foul and you almost yeah. did that. Yeah, good. yeah, no, it, it's totally relatable anxiety. Yeah, and I I like the um uh, speaking of you were mentioning kind of of um of like Chihaya's um, technique and I liked I liked the the mental games they kind of got into. Um, oh, uh, also, I definitely like the uh, the sensei, the, the leader of the of the um, the club that that they all join. Um, and he, how he has basically nicknames for everybody and and Taiji's eyebrow or eyelashes. Eyebrows. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. I, I definitely like that. Um, but um, I um, I also like the fact that like there was parts where like the sensei's like like to Chihaya is like you're not going to beat him like just straight out you have to get in his head so mm. you're gonna scream and you're going to like you know yell and grunt and like just you know pretend that you're gonna grab like a card but you're not gonna actually grab a card just to try to throw the guy off their their pacing and their 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 role and I thought that was really cool and that's a thing for like Tai Chi later on because Tai Chi is it kind of has like this mental issue of his own because he you know he he's the best at everything except for this mm-hmm. and you know Chihaya is like naturally better almost she's like naturally gifted at it and cares so much and has been trying so hard over all these years and he's ranked B and she's ranked A and then at one point they uh, trained by flipping the cards over um, and doing it by memorization Mm. and he does better because he's always been better at memorization and like he'll move the cards around a little bit when they fault and she can't keep track of it but he can and so it's like if we can do it in our heads if he can get that straight like that whole mental game as long as you can move that mentality around memory is a very big part of it getting your head in the game is a very big part of it well man yeah that that seems like a huge part of it definitely Hmm. And, and then if something throws you off your game and you stop concentrating or something like that, that could definitely just ruin everything for you. Very much so. So, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, the, the, most of the side characters, you know, were, were enjoyable. Um, um, I'm very glad that there wasn't a lot of uh, Chihaya's sister in this because she was kind of annoying. <laughs> She's kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. She she pops in and out. Um, I kind of 
you know, every time she pops up, I kind of just like glaze over and barely pay attention to her. Um, I don't love her, but she's, she, I kind of feel she gets better. It's been a long time since I've read the whole thing. I feel like she gets better. Okay. I hope so. And um, I was reading, so the, the bonus material between the two volumes mm. um and i like try to read that as much as i can um because it's kind of a cool insight but i noticed that that was mostly about her sister and i was like eh. <laughs> they're kind of like there's some funny things about the two of them like yeah especially when they're younger and like <laughs> is that in in that between those two when like she steals her uh new year's money was that in that one i don't oh you know what i think it was yes 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 it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when when she told her oh after you're 10 years old you don't get new year's money mm-hmm. and arada's mom told him the same thing you don't get new year's money after you're 10 years old yeah because obviously you know they were poor and chihaya's sister wanted her new year's money to buy a coat or something exactly and taichi was like no no i got how is it like a hundred and fifty thousand yen which is a thousand five hundred move the thing two times a thousand five hundred dollars i think yeah i would love that for a 10 year old yeah uh, that kid as a 10 year old (laughs) having fifteen hundred dollars is like having a million dollars i mean it really is that's that's awesome yeah I, yeah, I, I, I felt, I saw that, yeah, when, when, when they had that moment, and I was just like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I totally don't sympathize with you, Tai Chi, and <laughs> it kind of sucks for the rest of, for everybody else. <laughs> so yeah, he was such a little punk. <laughs> Definitely, he was, and but once again, he's still endearing, which is great because he was. It could have been taken a completely different route, and he could have just been a total ass the entire time and he definitely was not that way so he was not I, he I, just he he was he was uh he wanted friends but didn't know how to make him because he was a little asshole exactly because it was all about winning and you don't you don't win you don't win friends by winning all the time you really don't you it's it's you know you have to be kind of like on everybody's level if you're going to be friends with somebody yeah. and and so if you're just the best then people are, are gonna one be afraid to talk to you or two think of you as kind of like pompous because you're the best at everything or three like you know like you're not gonna have the social skills to talk to somebody you know so it's like i totally get that you know like that never happened to me but <laughs> like i can totally see that in this book the art i don't think we talked about we have not I really like the art in this book. I like the character designs, which are all very distinct. Like there's all the characters have a very distinct look, which isn't necessarily always true of like, actually sports manga tends to make fairly unique characters because they all kind of have their sports speciality mm-hmm. so that's actually I, sh- I shouldn't say that that's actually very kind of true of sports manga I was going to say of kind of 
more girl focused manga um which this kind of is focused more uh towards i, I would say a quote unquote girl audience um but sports manga is very much focused on um each character kind of having their own speciality which means each character is going to have kind of a distinct look and that is very true of this so it does that very well uh texture like i was saying in the last episode it does texture really well uh you don't see it in these two volumes but like uh, when they're wearing the kimonos uh, that kana gets for them oh they're so beautiful so fantastic i think you see a little bit of like kana's uh in this in volume two and it's very well done um there's sort of a really uh, kind of distinct look in location and setting like you always know when you're at school versus when you're in arada's home versus when you're in uh, uh chihaya's home which are the only i think those are oh and uh the um the bus the train no the oh. society the oh, karate society yes like all these places have really kind of distinct looks to them yeah. and and distinct um atmospheres and i think that's really well done no even I... even if they're small locations even if you're just in a small room and, I, and that's very well done no totally i i totally agree because it's like um i there was never really a question of where they were and it was never a question of who they were you know like even when with the time jump and and the character designs obviously they become older you can still instantly tell you know the, oh that that's definitely our main character that's definitely you know like tai chi that's definitely chihaya you know it was there, there was no doubt you know and and sometimes the you know that doesn't happen when it comes especially with time jumps you know like mm. where the character design is so much different that it's like are you sure that's the same person like i know people get diff look different when they're older but this person looks like a completely different person so. well chihaya definitely looks like a completely different person but mm. she looks like her sister yeah and so. i think that helps too yeah she she definitely um once i knew that you know there was a time to jump and i saw someone who kind of like chihaya's sister i knew that it was chihaya yeah <laughs> and she still acts like herself yes and the 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 way she's drawn the positions that she's put in like when she's like laying down and she's like sprawled out and like that was like totally the same character when when they were a kid mm -hmm. you know, so that definitely like that so not very cool no and and as for the textures definitely saw what you meant <laughs> this time around i i um i i could definitely there wasn't as much like you said, but there there was definitely moments where oh I totally see the intricacies of like the pencil work and you can actually see and the tangibly feel like the items and fabric and and stuff. So like I totally totally get that and that was, yeah so that that was definitely something different than our last week's book. Like the things that really get me are like when they were in, um, when they were going to see Arata and they were in that area where there were trees, like the depth of that really kind of gets to me uh, or when they were kids and, and they were in kind of the forest and she was climbing and, and the depth and the texture and the trees around her. Uh, that's always really well done to me. I thought that those scenes were 
kind of very beautiful and very interesting. The snow as well. Mm, yes. So what would the, the, I mean, like we've called it sports manga. Is that what the genre of this type of manga is called? Or does this fall into like shoujo or fall into something else as well? Uh, honestly, I don't, I've never looked it up. I know the anime is a sports anime. Okay. Like um, if, if you, if you want to look it up, like on Crunchyroll, sports. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, I've watched like three episodes yesterday because i was bored and it's on um, it's on crunchyroll that's really it's on good, crunchyroll if you want to watch it it's on yeah. crunchyroll it's free to watch if you want to handle all the five trillion commercials <laughs> i don't have crunchyroll premium <laughs> subscription neither do i so but it's you know it's if you want to handle lemu emu commercials for liberty mutual <laughs> uh five trillion of those horrible commercials <laughs> that i cannot stand it's like um yeah. But you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not going to knock it. Commercials are not the worst thing in the world. I can handle it. Yeah. The, it could be a lot worse. And I, a little variety would be nice. You know, a little, a, that's, that's my main problem. Yeah. I don't want to watch the same commercial that's, for 150 seconds. That's, that's my, my main problem. That's my only issue when I'm watching like Pluto TV or like Hulu or something is that it, I don't mind the commercials, like you said, but when it's the same commercial every single commercial break, it's like, okay, I get it. I'm good. Geico. <laughs> like, like, Exactly. If, I need, if I need car insurance, I'll go to Geico. Okay, now can we get another commercial? You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. leave me alone. Stop yeah. it. Exactly. And also, um, as the, mon- the manga, and I did meaning actually to mention this more when we were reading stuff of where it's available. Um, this this manga is if you're a Comicsology Unlimited subscriber, this is available. Like almost every yes, single yes. chapter is available for free. So, and there's like what 14 chapters. So no or 14 volumes rather no or that's not accurate oh there's 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 17 i think there's 17 volumes available on uh comiXology unlimited okay but there are significantly more volumes than that okay well not significantly but there are definitely more volumes available than that but there are 17 volumes available on uh comiXology unlimited which is no small amount no. like if you want to get into it that's a lot you're that's able a, to they're like manga's like ten dollars a volume that's good value yeah they're, they're and it's definitely worth the monthly the monthly <laughs> subscription right there a, it's like six dollar subscription yeah yeah that's yeah. what seventeen hundred dollars yeah, exactly. And and at the same time, you don't have to just read that book. You, there's a lot of other books available. So Yeah, we're been, not doing a commercial. This is our advertisement <laughs> book. Amazon, if you're listening, and I know you are, please pay us because we just <laughs> we're, we're we're selling your your, your, your <laughs> yeah. I don't want Amazon's money. Fuck Let off. me tell you about uh, my VPN that I use now. Oh shut like, up. <laughs> just, <sighs> Good lord. Um, did you say uh or oh, no? Okay. oh god <laughs> i'm done Don't i would kill that emu yeah i would murder that emu actually yeah. that emu would probably murder me emus are terrifying they are very scary very scary birds <laughs> definitely all right oh i uh i looked it up while we were talking about emus and commercials 
um, it's Jose, which is Jose. Um, above shoujo. Shoujo. It's for okay. adult, you know, quote unquote, it is for adult women. <laughs> so this It's would not. Be... It's, it's for whoever the hell wants to read it. But... Yeah. <laughs> and that's the same um, genre placing as like Princess Jellyfish. As it well. is. Okay. And we I, we need to branch out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw some similarities, and um and so that that makes sense that, that that's probably the similarities I saw between them are probably because they're Jose, 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 um, mangas. So that's pretty cool. Well, I um, yeah, I I I definitely definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm, and I'm I'm all aboard doing a card game as a sports. For, for sports month because like I said it's definitely a, a sport in its own way you know so I you know maybe maybe we'll do a competitive video gaming next next time we do a sports month hey, there we go yeah like um high school girl I think is one that's supposed to be really good I think that might be just be an anime it might not be a manga but who knows okay well um you have any other any other thoughts or any other notes that you wanted to, to add? Uh, I'm trying to think of characters we didn't talk about that were super important. Does Tai Chi's mom come out more? in? Because she's like barely in this. You Yeah, you see her like, you know, further in. She pops in, pops out. Um, but she's never like super important or anything. Um that I can remember again it's been years since I've read this whole whole thing um you get like the other team characters come in and come out like Jahia's parents come in and come out and kind of become a little bit more like involved which is good because her parents are paying way too much attention just yes. to her sister so far but they you know they pay a little bit more attention to Chihaya, which is great because uh, you know you have two daughters pay attention to both of them mm-hmm. um the other team members come in and that's really good i like the other team members they're great um and then they start going to tournaments and the tournaments are a lot of fun because you have more characters and uh you the tension ramps up and yeah you get you get good um you know team feeling and we've got to do this together for each other and you know you fail together and you cry about it and it's <laughs> it's wonderful um yeah i i enjoyed is kami was was that the the new person who joined kana Kana, the girl? thank you yeah. kami's a type of kimono so that's why i just got that mixed up there um okay yeah kami's yeah. also a god so oh yeah <laughs> so 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 no, i i enjoyed the, the the few moments we had with kana there yeah kana's yeah. great kana's everybody loves kana there there's a joke a little bit later on where the boys get together and they have uh quote unquote man talk even though they're boys but quote unquote man talk and uh the two of them ask tai chi uh who would you want to date and you know of course he goes blank faced about it uh and they're both like it has to be kana obviously Mm -hmm. um and 
you know, they explain why, oh, she's sweet. Oh, she's nice. Oh, she's good. It couldn't be Chihaya because she's a fanatic and she's crazy. And all we'd have, you couldn't have a date with her because uh, the only thing we would do is obviously we'd have to play this game all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Taichi comes back with, listen, the only reason you like uh, Kana is because she's got, you know, big boobs. And they're like, no, she's nice. She's nice to us. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, yes, she's also got boobs, but uh, she's yeah. also nice and we could have time that's not playing this game all the time. And Taichi's like, okay, they have a point. And so all three of them vote for Kana. <laughs> and then it goes to Jahaya and Kana. And they ask Jahaya, who among the boys would you date? And Jahaya's like, Kana. <laughs> <laughs> she says Kana as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all of them, everybody likes Kana. She's yeah. Kana's everybody's favorite. That's awesome. That is really cool. <laughs> that 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 is that's very nice. Yeah, that's it funny. was sweet. Because that could be a very that whole conversation could be very troubling. And and I think that the the punchline of even Chiaya says Kana. Right. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was, it you know, kind of the boobs things a little, you know, they yeah. play into it a little bit and they are teenage boys. So it's like, okay, exactly. I got it. But they're not wrong. She is the nice, sweet one. And if you went on a date with Chihaya, it would just be going out to play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she is obsessed. <laughs> multiple different Karana places. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if there's a if there's a karate diner, then that's where you're eating. That's where you're going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, um, yeah. The, I, so as for other characters, I can't really think of anybody else. Um, I was kind of hoping for Tai Chi's mom to have kind of a character arc where she's not as hard on him and actually realizes that he's actually a hardworking kid and deserves love even if he loses. <laughs> But who knows? Yeah, I think she might get better. I don't know. I don't remember anything about his mom. Mm, okay. Well, all the well then. Um, all right. Well, I think then you want to you want to go ahead and move on to our next uh, section, or let's go for it. All right. Okay. Well, um, that is going to be the looking forward section. So that's where we talk, obviously, about things that we're looking forward to in the near and not so near future. Uh, Darcy, what do you have for us today? Uh, I have kind of an all ages, not really all ages. It's more like a kid's uh, comic slash graphic novel called A Shot in the Arm, Big Ideas That Change the World, number three by Don Brown, put out by Amulet Books. Um, Amulet Books, I should do a correct number of simulals, Jesus Christ, syllables in that. Um, it's a sort of lesson in vaccines through the ages, uh, like who created vaccines, who uh, made vaccines popular? How did vaccines travel around the world? Uh, I think everybody kind of knows the story of the smallpox vaccine who traveled across the ocean in orphan children, but vaccines are more than that. So um, it's the history of vaccines as told through a comic book for children. Um, and Don Brown has done kind of a number of these sort of like 
history comics for kids, uh, uh, like computers and space and that kind of thing. So uh, I found the vaccine one recently through Twitter, uh, looked interesting. Obviously, it's very topical. Um, and, you know, you got kids, might be something to pass on if they have questions about what vaccines are nowadays. Yeah. This day and age is definitely important. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe pass on to your uncle who is should be old enough to understand what vaccines are, but for some reason can't figure that shit out. There's definitely not a chapter about Bill Gates mind controlling us all, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's probably not. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um well um I have on my looking forward, um, it's kind of funny, a little backstory. I couldn't decide whether or not to talk about this upcoming book or another book. Uh, the, the, there's the hardcover for Skyward, which is a great series that I enjoyed. That's a complete edition that's coming out next week. And then there's another book called Shadecraft um, that, um, that, that's coming out in a couple weeks. So uh, the hardcover for Skyward comes out um, when, the Wednesday before this episode drops and and shadecraft comes out the next week and um and i couldn't decide between them but then i realized maybe the reason why i like both of these is because they're actually the same creative teams <laughs> it, it, shadecraft and skyward and i've chose i chose shadecraft um it's it's written by joe henderson art by lee garbett colors by antonio favela and letters by simon boland uh image comics uh is the publisher and yeah um I was a big fan of Skyward, and um, it, it was—it's definitely a, a future topic for this for this uh, series or for this podcast. And um, I and this series, besides having that that creative team, uh, also is a horror story, which is always checks off a box for me. Oh, and yeah. it's about a small town that is terrorized by sentient shadows. And especially one main character who seems to the shadows seem to be very interested. And so I'm all for it. It's a mini series. I think it's like four or five issues. So it's not a huge investment. And it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, have have you read recent the Kelly Thompson Miss Marvel series at all? Miss Marvel? Oh, not Miss Marvel, I'm sorry. Ca Captain Marvel. I was about to say, yeah. when did she do a Ms. Marvel series? Oh, that'd be and great. No, I haven't. And yes, I should. What yeah. the heck? Yeah. Um, got me super excited. I yeah. was like, sorry about that. oh my God. Uh, oh, that'd Captain be awesome. Marvel. That'd be yes, I have. So Lee Garbett is the artist on that as oh. well. And so, and, and the art in that is great. So yes, um, it is. And it's funny too. I didn't even put the names together until just recently too. So I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, am I. I put it, I'm tying things together. I'm like, oh, I like this book. I like this book. I like this book. Oh, it's all done by the same person. Oh, yeah. oh that makes sense. Hard same. I like. No, that's same. that sounds really, really interesting. I'm here for that. I'm totally stealing your copies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm looking for it. I, I I read about it about maybe the end of last year, and it has been one of those things where don't forget about this book, don't forget about this book when it comes out, you know, because this is this is definitely a series that seems like it'll be, it'll be a good one. 
Um, have you read any of Skyward by any chance? No, I have not. That is another great book. It's not a horror at all story, even though it could be because it's about basically gravity stops on Earth. And it's and it's how oh yeah 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 and it's how like the world changes because there's no longer gravity. <laughs> so, so I remember you talking about yeah okay this sounds familiar. Yeah, and so and that was that was a fun fun novel, not liked by everybody, but I definitely liked it a lot. So I'm I'm all, all for reading something else from this team because that team this team is definitely one to follow. Well, I like the idea of it. It sounds really familiar. I, I I don't know if you've shared something about it before or if I've just seen an article about it upcoming, but I like the idea of it. I Let me know how it is, and I will definitely hop on it, too. Yeah, I definitely will uh, next Wednesday, so uh, we'll know very soon. And um, I have a feeling that it'll be pretty good. So, well, um, talking about very good things. And this is the uh, our season finale for season three, and it's something we did during season one. I think we forgot um, to do it for season two, but I kind of want to bring back the tradition, uh, even though it was just one time. <laughs> so I love that's tradition, but it is now. Yeah, it is now. It is now a thing. Um, uh, and I wanted just to ask um, Darcy. So we have the ten episode issue or seasons, and. As of, of the main courses, what would you say was your favorite main course, like story, and also maybe if you want to like the most surprising, like like one that you you ended up enjoying that you didn't think you were going to enjoy. I um okay, I didn't expect the second question. I did expect oh. the first question. <laughs> I I think they're going to have to be the same thing because I was like, okay, my favorite main course. Um, I kind of decided to pick from something I hadn't already read, um, because otherwise, I, I don't know, I think it might have been Sleepless, because I still love Sleepless so yes. hard. Um, but, you know, I already knew I liked Sleepless. Mm -hmm. I've liked Sleepless for years or whatever now. Um, but take Sleepless out of the, out of the equation, uh, and it's a map to the sun. Oh. Um, I loved that book so much uh it was pretty much perfect at the end of the day like the story uh like I said like basketball is not my favorite sport the both basketball books we did were just absolutely incredible like coming out of it dragon hoops and map to the sun were pretty much tops for this season uh but map to the sun was just such a character driven emotional like friendship heavy loving book that even with the you know it's also very angst heavy like there was so much emotion throughout this book the art was incredible the coloring was just absolutely phenomenal it still blows my mind that people don't like the coloring in that book like it just going back and thinking about that book every once in a while, which I still do, uh, you know, it's been weeks now. That was like one of the first books we did this season. Uh, I still go back and think about the colors in that book. And I'm just like, oh, that book was so pretty. Um, crazy how people don't like that book. No, Blows I my mind. Love. Yeah, no, that is definitely, I completely agree with that choice. And um, 
Oh, yeah, I, I kind of sprung the second part of that question. <laughs> I, I think uh, the second part would probably also would it also be Map to the Sun because I didn't expect to like a basketball. Maybe it would be Dragon Hoops mm -hmm. and because it was a basketball biography about high school kids. And, and I don't care about high school basketball at all like it, at all it could be very dry it could it, have been it, and it was 450 page long <laughs> yeah. or something like that like that it's unreal that i loved that book so much no totally and and i think that's that's my choice for favorite mm. of, of this this round um after the sun is definitely a close contender um i um, and I think the reason why I added the second question, because like I was kind of thinking in the terms of like, um, you know, obviously I, I had recommended both those books. And mm -hmm. so obviously I'm not surprised that I enjoyed them when I reread <laughs> them. So I was like, oh, well, I kind of also want to talk about actually Run Wild, um, mm -hmm. which I hadn't read before. And I really enjoyed it. And I was a big surprise just because I knew nothing about the book until. I started going through the pages and it was just, it was beautiful. Um, and the story was, was very heart heartwarming and endearing at the same time, tragic and heartbreaking. So I just really enjoyed that. Well, we had, I think we had a good third season. We read lots of interesting stuff, but you know, I also think we read a lot of Jose. <laughs> yeah. In a way, even like American Jose, like, yeah a lot of american jets <laughs> in a way like i could see map to the sun being considered that you know like, i think it was yeah it totally was i think paper girls is too oh paper girls definitely and so is he then yeah 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 absolutely i think we we hit we hit kind of a, <laughs> a niche like we have the sports month at the end i'm like oh i hope people don't get tired of of us just talking about sports book and then it turns out the entire season we talked about essentially talk jose stories yeah and well, i'm trying to go through what we did princess jellyfish definitely is josie yes. if, we, if we're talking western comics sleepless definitely fits within that category map to the sun does paper girls does heathens does run wild mm, maybe not so much dragon no. hoops no roberto clemente no fence <laughs> and this is yeah. yeah yeah that's most of our season <laughs> yeah no it totally is so well, um, we're, we'll have more variety. Uh, we've already kind of um, have things planned for our next season. And, um, and we also have uh, different, different voices besides, besides you and I choosing the book. So we're going to, yeah. we're, we're by default going to have more variety. <laughs> so yes, we're, we're bringing in a few more guests yes. next season. So we're going to take, what is it? Two weeks off. Yes, we're we're taking the next two weeks off. We come back um, the second week of April, mm. and so and we actually have uh, an interview and from a creator from a Kickstarter that uh, we're kicking this off with, and as well as a returning guest. Well, technically two returning guests um, mm. in the first first episode back. Um, well, I won't I won't be too. Uh, too, I, won't, I won't be too uh, clandestine about it or too too secretive um, 
it uh rebecca is going to be on the episode um because uh she she's a big fan of, of who we're going to be interviewing um and and then as and we're going to be actually welcoming a, a new third uh permanent host to the uh to the show uh back to a, a triforce of, of hosts and that will actually be former guest and my partner carrie actually will be on the show and that'll Hurrah. be it'll be a different perspective because like she had said she's kind of tertiarily into comics you know not not fully into so it'll be kind of a nice perspective and it will also kind of help us promote that discussion that we've been talking about about how and what to to get other people into comics and and what to recommend and how to approach it and everything because we will have a permanent host who is getting into comics so. right as opposed to bride and i who have been reading since yeah. we were children <laughs> exactly so a L- so, yeah. little bit of a different voice in there definitely so it'll be it'll be interesting definitely and um but yeah so um some surprises some good stuff coming up next season hopefully you all want to listen um well uh i think that might be it for this episode unless you have anything else darcy i do not okay well um that will be the end of our show this week then and first of all big thank you to everyone as always and if you have a question or comment you can send us an email to comics better at gmail.com or follow us on instagram and twitter at cdb pod uh check out our website at comics better.wordpress.com it has all those socials and emails i just re- uh, mentioned as well as uh has all our episodes there uh there's gonna be a few more features that i'm gonna be adding in the next couple days as well or a couple weeks uh before we come back for season four and um please give us a review if you want to um on anywhere that you listen to us or on itunes i guess that's still a thing too so if you want to please definitely appreciate it uh, darcy where can you find us on the internet where can we find you on the internet <laughs> i personally am on the internet uh on twitter at books underscore serial and uh wordpress at booksandserial.wordpress.com. Uh, still doing some podcast listening. Uh, very much enjoying myself. Once that is done, I will hopefully start writing again. Or just might skip the waiting and write since we're going on break. So I might take a jump. Might be a good time. Yeah. Definitely. Got the time. Might as well do it. Exactly. No. and well you can find me instagram at bryjan underscore cv and twitter at bryjan2814 so uh for darcy i'm brian and this has been the comics deserve better podcast remember uh comics deserve better and everybody deserves comics good night and see you all in three weeks bye bye